Good morning, grown-ups. Happy Monday. Oh, man, it's so normal to say happy Monday, isn't it? Sorry, guys, very repetitive. Happy Monday, everybody. Um, oh, good I'm morning, cringing everybody. at myself. Oh, my, I just gave myself the ick. No, I like that. I like that. It's like different, isn't it? Going to make um, it a thing. <laughs> How are you? How is everyone? How are you feeling on this fine week? I'm feeling good. I had a bit of um, a mad couple of dice. <laughs> Yeah, you've just, mate, do you know what? I can't even keep up with you. I'm like, what country is she in? I don't know. No, literally, basically, the clock's changed in Florida. Or, I don't know, in the world. Did it change globally or just in America? I, I didn't don't know. know it was a global thing. I mean, yeah. our clock's changed a few weeks back um, to BST, innit? So now our warnings are brighter. Right, so the clock's changed in Florida. I don't understand the meaning of any of it, but instead of having to wake up at 5am to do my job, which is perfectly, it's it's early, but it's doable. This week, I had to wake up at 4am. To me, that's the middle of the night. So, for example, the other day, it was um, that, so we're out here because our friends are get they just got engaged, so they're going to get married soon. They're having this big engagement party. It was really cute. Like we met all their family. Everyone's super lovely. Um, shout out oh, to them. So old. I know. Um, but so they had an engagement party. It was during the day, um, but there was an open bar. You already know it's a problem. <laughs> so trusted. open bars cannot be trusted. Honestly, the actual engagement party itself was really fun. The whole thing was really fun. Um and it was lovely, like a lot of talking to the families and stuff. Like it was nice at meeting everyone and stuff. And then we went out to a bar after. Um, it just kept going out, bar hopping essentially. Yeah. Rah. So we get we get to this gay bar, and it's all like it's, it's all fun and games, blah blah. And then me and my friend, like I think we were walking to go to the toilet actually, but then we saw a door that was open. And we could just, if through the creek, see a pool. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> and at this point, we've in been... In bar? It's, yeah, it's like, so what we found out is that it's um it's a bar that's attached to a hotel. And they have, like, pool parties and stuff there. Oh, that's so cool. But the pool was closed. Oh. Oh. But in, <laughs> in, in Maggie's little mind, she was like, let's go swimming. <laughs> no. So we go swimming. It was like there was music playing. It was only us in the pool. Like we were having a blast, and we're in fully clothed in my in my in my dress that I wore to the engagement party. So I don't even know what I was thinking. Um, so we come out and we're like, "Hey, let's join the rest of the party." As we're coming out, we bump into another friend, and he's like, "Why are you guys wet?" And we were like, "Well, let's show you." So we goes back into the pool. How have you not got caught at this stage? Well, so at this point, we're like, we're in the pool for time. Like when I say we were playing, um, like we were trying to make human bridges and stuff. Like we were in there oh. for time. Um, and then eventually someone sees us and comes out and is like, and we're like, we're not even going to argue because we already know we're in the wrong. It was all very amicable. Um, we got a lifetime ban and <laughs> we left. Oh. 
not like you're going to be back anyway. But oh my days. Yeah. However. So you're now dripping through the club wet. Absolutely. Yep. Lord. So we just like, we went to another bar after that and met our friends after blah, blah. And then it's a few days later now. Um, so this was on 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 a Wednesday. On a humble Wednesday, we decided to go out again. Lord. <laughs> Just us us three that went into the pool and another one of our friends. Um, and like we're going out, like we're having a really good time, blah, blah. And then we end up on the street of the bar that we got kicked out of. Oh no. So we were like, let's go back in. <laughs> oh my days. They didn't recognize us, hence this little band that I'm still wearing. <laughs> um, and we went there, and then at the end of the night, we we're like, "Well, let's just try and go in the pool again, anyways." And you got in? No, this time they clocked us. Like we were taking off our shoes, and then they clocked us, so we left. Um, but it was all fun, blah blah. It doesn't matter, anyways. I'm never gonna be in that place again. Um, yeah. But then we got back. And because I'm sick and I love having fun, <laughs> we carried on the fun. So we went skinny dipping in the ocean. Oh my word. And then I had to start my job at 4 a.m. We got back yeah, at like, terrible. I had to shower and start working, Ellie. It was terrible. Disgusting. I cannot concentrate without sleep. How? Mate, mate. <sighs> Let, don't. I, yeah, it, it was a difficult day. <laughs> I don't know how you, that actually just makes me, oh, I could feel the dizziness, the, oh, no, not vibing with it at all. But anyways, how was your weekend? How's life? Oh, sis, do you know what? Last week was absolute madness. I feel like I'm so busy at the moment and all the social events are kicking up. Um, On Tuesday, I had my, my teamwork event, yeah, mm. and it, had, it was not meant to be on a Tuesday, but it had to be on a Tuesday because of all the strikes and stuff that happening and we went to fair game have you been to fair game yet no i haven't it's so it's my favorite place like, really I've got ptsd right now it is my <laughs> favorite place <laughs> oh, so good 15 pound 75 minutes of game time you get to play all the games twice like it's just such good laugh that is so fun highly recommend highly recommend yeah anyway so I set up on beer. I was like, I'm going to be responsible. Like, I'm not going to get drunk on beer. Come on. Then <laughs> some margaritas, some zambucas, some tequilas. Sis, I was done at. Absolutely oh my God. done at. It was a terrible night. And oh my God. So let me tell you about the time that happened that night. The one thing that I can tell you. Have you ever heard of a suicide tequila? No, that sounds lethal though. What is a it? A seasoned alcoholic has not heard of a suicide tequila. I'm disappointed. So <laughs> my partner in my team was like, guys, you've not done a suicide tequila. Ta-ta. So she tells us what it is. Basically, instead of eating the salt and the lime, you snort the salt and you squeeze the lime in your eye. Lord. Sis. So I was like properly drunk by this point. And everyone's like, yeah, come on then, let's do it, let's do it. So I'm like, all right then. No. <laughs> so I snort this salt. But no. I didn't do it, it man. I said, quick, quick, yeah. <laughs> and then I squeezed the lime in my eye and my eye's stinging. I'm like, I can't see. I'm shot in this tequila. The tequila, I must admit, brilliant shot because the tequila tastes like nothing. 
Because you're too busy burning your eye and burning your nostril instead. But it gets worse. So we've done that. We're chatting. I'm telling you, about an hour later, yeah, I go to the toilet. Got fucking salt around my nose. Oh my god! Like a cokehead. The whole (laughs) night, and no one told me. Oh my god! Never again. I was so embarrassed. That is embarrassing. Right, no one could have said, like, wipe your nose, like, oh, Stop. Ellie. Embarrassing. And guys, at the same point, I'm debating with one of the guys on the tills whether I deserve a teddy or not. He gave me the teddy. Well, no wonder. Because he must have thought this girl's on some serious drug. I need to get her away from me. <laughs> Don't kill me. That is terrible. Embarrassed. No, that shot sounds awful, though. Oh, my God. I'm never doing it ever again. I was so drunk. Honestly, it's put me off alcohol. Like I know I say this all the time. Do you know people in the office now laugh at me? So I was leaving the office on Thursday because we were going for drinks again and I was like, guys, I'm not drinking. And um, I was like, I'm never drinking ever again. Like no one should offer me a drink. And everyone in the office was laughing at me. They were like, we hear you say this every week. <laughs> you do say this every week though still. <laughs> yeah, man. At least she's consistent. In it. <laughs> um, but no, it was good this week as well. I did my one rebel on Monday and then I did my yoga on Friday in the morning, which was nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, my legs have been burning all week from that exercise on Monday. Bloody killed me. But that's Wait. basically it. Is uh, this suicide? Sorry, I just need to rewind. Is this yeah. suicide tequila? Is that not dangerous for your eyes? I don't know. I never like, about that. damn, like, that's drunk. acid on your eyes, basically. That's such a good point. And the salt up your nose, I mean, surely that's not okay. Yeah, I mean, surely, but... <laughs> the head of the team, who doesn't drink, called me and he was like, so I hear there were some um, rogue shots going on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it wasn't me, it was... And then I said the, the lady's name, and then he sent an email around to everyone saying, um, thanks everyone for an amazing Q1, blah, blah, blah. Because that was like, it was a bit late, but that was our end of Q1, like yeah party type thing um and he was like i hear and then he puts the woman's name was tempting you all to do some dangerous shots or something like that and then oh my God. Message, like right you out with her i was like <laughs> i'm thinking it was me no listen our listeners right now are probably thinking we're such a joke we literally did uh, a drinking episode just the other week like <laughs> and here we are <laughs> oh i need to stop but yeah gosh that's well so the other day I was speaking to my friends and we were just talking about because um, one of my friends is looking for a job at the moment. We were just mm-hmm. talking about how like the job market is difficult. Like it is difficult to stand out in these streets. How mm-hmm. do you do it? Like you really uh, we've mentioned this before on the pod. You really have to to have something so different. Um, yeah. And they were saying because they climbed Kilimanjaro. Um, they were saying that's such a good example like that they can use in an interview because like it shows mental resilience physical resilience the ability to commit to something to achieve a goal yada yada and it got me thinking like what is my unique thing that basically in an interview you're going to be like the inter- people who are interviewing are going to be like oh that's the guy who climbed Kilimanjaro or instead of remembering your name like the the one takeaway is that really unique thing about you so my question to you is <laughs> the way everyone's looking at me right now is what is your unique thing that you think an interviewer would remember about you that's not like related to your job or to that's like a terrible question 
<laughs> have nothing going for me. Why would you make me feel like this on a Monday morning? Um, it might make someone feel better, Ellie. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> the one thing when I go into interview, obviously my main career is property. It is buying and selling land or valuing houses. That's basically what I've done over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went into my interview, the one way that everyone said I differentiated myself was because I didn't have a typical property background. Mm. Um, my background was in sustainability. Yes. And because sustainability is such a big thing at the moment, they liked that, basically. That was my USP. Right. Um, and then also they just said that I came across so passionate, probably because yeah. it was my first job, you know, everyone's passionate until they're one to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. But they Yeah, they said that I was really passionate, basically, and I was different. Like, I liked my sustainability and stuff like that. So I feel like everyone does know me because I'm always talking about, like, what's going on in the property industry, what companies are doing in terms of sustainability and stuff like that. That's that's probably my USP, but yeah, you want something a bit more like jazzy, something that, that differentiates you. Yeah, but although like if I'm thinking about the that post interview conversation that the people who like the panel who interviewed you are discussing, then yeah, if your your role is like not exactly sustainability, but you'll be like, oh, the sustainability one, because that will be different to the other ones. So you just you the yeah. I think the idea is just to have something to make like a, a key word to make them remember you. Yeah, I think as you get older as well, it changes. Like my one of my managers before, his big thing was data. Like yeah. he was so good at analyzing data and like tech and finding new ways of doing things. Yeah. And that was his big USP. Another one is like that he's really good at working with like public sector clients. Like people have all different ones. I think sometimes you don't have to think too far outside the box. No, yeah, that's very true. What's yours? Well, I don't know so much about now what I would say in an interview. But back in the day when I was applying for jobs for like my first job, I would say, um, so at university, I used to run a society um, and it was all like environment focused. And I would say that my unique selling point was that I started a zero waste shop and mm-hmm. now it's a permanent fixture on campus. So if you go to the University of Leicester and you see a zero waste shop, that was me. <laughs> I'm clapping for anyone that can't see. Yeah, girl, that is, that is a big accomplishment. Do you know what I hate? Sorry, now that you've said that. I hate that, like, life is so fast-paced and you do these amazing things, but after a year they become irrelevant and they're no well, longer your selling point. Exactly, like, that's my thing. Like, if I was to start applying for jobs now and interviewing, I don't feel like I could say that because that was in my undergrad. That's, like, what, nearly three years ago now? Like, really, yeah, bitch? You haven't done anything since then? <laughs> it's it honestly it's really stressful at times like when you think of how how I remember doing music theory and fucking piano lessons and trumpet and guitar I tried every instrument under the sun when I was younger because then when I was applying for I did enjoy it but like when I was applying for sixth form or um uni these would be my USPs and they're so irrelevant now it's like yeah wasted my time exactly it it is it's yeah I don't know because I don't even know what I would say now like I could say I travel like the um the different thing about me is that I travel a lot but like me in my in an environment role like oh so you have high carbon footprint cool (laughs) (laughs) maybe don't say that yeah yeah (laughs) 
Do you know what? People, we should do, we should do an F on something like this. Like, tell us your USPs. Yeah. How do you sell yourself? What's your elevator pitch? Yes, elevator pitch, exactly. Yeah. That's a tough one. I'm not liking the start to this pod this week. That is depressing. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of mercy. Um, no, but on that note, if if you're done in that tech part, should we jump into our poll? Let's jump into it. Okay. Because I feel like we've got some tearful, tearful things to do with interviews in this week's poll. So we asked on Instagram, have you ever messed up in an interview? Mm-hmm. 86% said I have. And 14% said nah, never. That's quite a lot, you know. What, 86% saying I have? Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like, yeah, I agree that's a lot. Because I feel like there's a difference between like an interview, like you just, you don't get the job after, but it doesn't mean it didn't go bad. It just means there were better candidates than you. But to actually have something go wrong, yikes. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. Have you had a bad interview? Do you remember <laughs> my terrible... <laughs> I think I told you in it. But um, my interview, I can't remember if I've said this on the pod. I've not done many, like many, many interviews in my life, to be fair. But the interview for the job I'm in right now, I remember it was with this guy and this girl, well, this man and this lady. And we were having such a good chat. Like, we were just chatting, chatting, chatting. And then they asked me, what did they ask me? They asked me something about, like, why I went to the uni that I went to. Oh, yeah. And I can't lie. I'm not a good liar. Like, I was just like, it was clearing. Like, I just had to be honest. But then I was like, ratted, like, let me explain because I'm not dumb. So then I was talking about like that period of my life and what happened to that period of my life. Sis, I started crying in the interview. In the interview. I forgot about this. Bruv, do you know what? Yeah, genuinely, if I had the money for a focus, I actually think I need one. I cry so much. Surely there's something wrong. But anyway, we'll push that to the side right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I fully started crying. I was like this, I was like, and then I, for people that can't see, I've, I've put my finger up to say one second. I turned to the side and like recomposed myself. I came back and they gave me the job. I was like, rah. Ellie, that is so dramatic, by the way. Imagine like an inter- a job interview and you're shedding tears. Yes. And they gave me the job. I remember calling my sister after and being like, Gemma, I messed it up. I was like, blah, blah, blah. It was mad. <laughs> that is actually mad. So the thing is, I feel like I should explain the reason I cried. I was explaining that, like, at that time of my life, that was when, like, my dad got sick. And before that, yeah, I'd never had a family member beat. Oh, like, guys, I had a cushy life. Yeah. And I was so shocked. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was a very, it was a very, very traumatic period. And, like, even though he's well, sometimes I look back and I'm like, and I think the pressure of the job interview and stuff like that, I was just like. Yeah. Um, but it was mad. But I got the job and I'm here now. So. Well, how did they react? Like, were they like, to take your time? Yeah, exactly. They were like, they were like, oh, take your time, it's fine. And then when I finished the interview, they were like, no, it's so lovely. They're like, we can see that you're passionate, like you're you're just you're a normal human being, like you're not you're not putting on a front, basically. You're not stiff. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. see, you know what? Maybe your USP in that interview was the girl that <laughs> cried. <laughs> oh my god, when I when I first started, the guy that did my interview, um, he had left, but he was still really close to my colleague. So we had a team function and he came and I looked at him and I was like, the guy that did my interview he totally knows I cried in my interview <laughs> since then about every colleague under the sun has seen me cry so um 
it's no longer a US actually it probably still is a USP but it's no longer a secret now it's a character trait <laughs> fucking it <laughs> I need to sort myself out um but yeah that was the biggest time I fucked up in an interview that was really fucking embarrassing well you still got the job so I must did. have done something right I did I did what can I say <laughs> They like a drama queen. Spice it up <laughs> in the office. <laughs> um, but basically on that, people sent in like mistakes they've made and just funny stuff that have happened in interviews. So should we run through? Yes. Okay. This is an olden but golden one. At my old company, I worked in a smallish team. So the purpose of this story, it was my boss, then me and a colleague, let's call him Tim. Okay, Tim. Um, who were at the same level, and then a few other team members in less senior positions. My boss had expansion plans for the team and said there will be a new position for someone to work directly under him with more responsibility than Tim and I currently had. Not that there was much more responsibility to be had. Given the current structure of the team and my clear competence, I had assumed either I or Tim would be able to apply for a promotion. But you guessed it, my narcissistic boss had other plans. He comes in one day with no warning and goes, oh, would you like to sit in on the interviews to decide who gets the new position? AKA, would I like to help him hire my new boss? Oh. I said, um, no. He didn't even tell us he was thinking of hiring or that he had even advertised the position. Safe to say, I did not care to sit in on those interviews. And I didn't say at the firm much longer after that. Know your worth, ladies. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a sticky one because you're actually in the company already. That's rude. Do you know what? Yeah, I think that's like one of my biggest, not my biggest fears, but that is definitely a fear. Like you feeling like you're ready for promotion and someone hiring someone else to fill a position. Because once that position is filled, there's no more spaces. You know, you're not going to be promoted for years. Let me be real. This happened to me. Really? Yeah. So this was actually, but I didn't see it the way this person saw it. So in Feb, so there's only three of us in the team as I've said before yeah, yeah and in Feb the manager left so there's a head and then below there's a manager and then there's me um and the manager left so there was a space there was there was an opening right and I was like to to the head I was like hi hello yeah <laughs> it's me <laughs> um and but the thing is what she said was is because I was like me and him actually did very similar jobs like there's the only reason that I don't do 100% of what he does is because I have admin tasks if I didn't have that I'd be doing exactly the same as him so why and she was saying that you couldn't be manager right now because you don't have the experience like you don't have I mean I don't know how long how many years of experience this person had but for me I've barely been at the company two years it would be it's she didn't feel I was prepared to for that responsibility with the lack of experience under my belt and furthermore it's my first company like I don't I've I've never managed a team before anything like that so at first I was like skirt like yeah I'm not gonna lie immediately I'm thinking obviously you've never managed a team but if no one ever makes you manager how are you ever gonna manage a team yeah and I was thinking that anyways it's been like two months since it's been only me and her and I've taken like I've taken over a lot of what the manager used to do and I actually see what she means now because aside from the actual role itself the difference between and which I didn't appreciate before the difference between what I do and what he does is he had to make he just made executive decisions 
Whereas oh. I don't actually feel comfortable making the executive decision. Like I need to run it by my manager. And it's not because I don't feel confident. It's because I actually don't have all of the knowledge to be able to make the executive decision. Um, yeah. So I'm actually glad that I didn't get that um, because I don't think I, I wouldn't have been able to do the same thing he does. However, I did still get like I'm. they're going to hire people underneath me now, which I'll be in charge of supervising. So I'm still getting somewhat of a promotion, but not quite the manager promotion. But I think this will be a good interim to like giving me more responsibility, but to a level that I can actually do as opposed to mm-hmm. something way higher than I'm capable of. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that they're putting someone like not below you, but below you. Yeah. So that you can get your managing things. I feel like, yeah, for this person, they've said it's their boss, then them, then less senior people. So they're already managing people. Yeah, no, that I think, yeah, so that's, now that put is someone a in between that never existed is just disrespectful. You know, that is mad disrespectful. Like, but yeah, I definitely think you need to know your worth. Yes. Um, right. Do you want to read the next one? Yes. So next one. Um, I went to a job interview once and was asked to wait in the lobby while the interviewer finished up with the person ahead of me. As the interview draws to a close, the door opens and the interviewer says to the candidate, all right, then tell, no, this can't be real. All right, then tell your mum I'll be over for coffee sometime next week. Take care. Fuck off. Needless to say, I found out a week later I was unsuccessful and who other to get the job than the guy who was ahead of me. That day I learned it's not who you know, Sorry, it's not what you know, it's who you know. No. I'm straight. Yeah. It's not yeah. what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking rude, man. Why even advertise the job if you already have someone in mind? Mate. What a joke. What an absolute joke. No, so I hate... No, I'm sorry. Like, if you know someone... Okay, because, for example, at work right now, there's this girl who did the same masters that I did... And one of the lecturers told her to reach out to me because she wants to do like a similar job to me. So she reached out to me on LinkedIn and I had a call with her and I was like, well, we're actually looking for an intern. So let me talk to my manager and we'll see. And the step. So when you know someone, the process is my manager was like, send me her CV and then we'll talk to her. You're not going to advertise the job and then interview everyone, knowing damn well there's someone that you might give preference to already. Like, please, that's I hate that. I actually hate that. Man, I think my work have a one to one policy, whereas for every like, let's say, intern they take on that someone knows, they have to take an intern that they don't know. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. But anyways, um, that is that's peak. You wasted yeah, no. your, like you know before the interview that you're not going to get it, so now you're just like, oh, yeah. You bash, everyone's time is being wasted. Like, please. Why have I dressed up fancy? Like, oh, that's long. Why, Why have I that? stressed about this interview and prepared for it? For oh, don't. No. Do you know what? I actually forget because I haven't done a job interview in what two years about the preparation. Yes, Ellie. Remember, you're like you're looking up facts about the company that you can spit out. You're looking at their social media. You're looking at what projects have they done. You're looking at their clients. Stop it! Oh my gosh! Yeah, not gonna lie. I don't. Oh, I don't miss that. That's awful. It's a bio for real. Um. 
Okay, we have another one. So I entered the interview room for a job I really wanted. And as I went to sit down, the interviewer farted so loud. I didn't, no. I didn't want to make her embarrassed. So I just pretended like I didn't hear it. But when I tell you that room smelled nasty. Less than a minute later, the other interviewer enters the room, pulls her face and says, my, it smells in here. I pissed myself laughing so hard and say to say I didn't get the job. And that second lady probably thought I had bout issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is embarrassing. That's awkward. Like, you're not going to call her out on it and be like, ew. I'm not going to lie. That's the sort of shit that, like, I dream about. Like, I'd have a nightmare, literally, <laughs> like, have a nightmare about and then wake up like, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> we were doing Pilates in the office the other day, yeah? One of my colleagues farted whilst doing like an ab exercise. Oh my god! He was so embarrassed with me. Like, do you know when you know someone just can't go for it? And I'm just ignoring <laughs> it. I'm just continuing my exercise, and I'm just like keep moving on. But he was like beyond embarrassed. Did he address it? Yeah, he was like, "Oh, sorry." And then oh, it was just awkward. I was like, "Bless him." Wait, did people laugh? Because I feel like that breaks the tension. Kind of. But it, was, oh. it was very awkward. It was really awkward. The thing is, when you're exercising, like, everything just starts to go. Like, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, it was peak, man. Oh, gosh. Okay, the next one is, was on my way to my interview and my pencil skirt split all the way to my waist. Ah, honestly thought I was going to have a panic attack. Had to tie my coat around me and run to the nearest shop to buy a new one. Luckily, a plain black skirt isn't hard to find, true. And I had enough time left, but Lord, I was stressed out. Yeah, this is... This is like them once if like you spill a coffee or something like now you just look unprofessional. The last thing you want or if you have like ladders on your tights. At the end of the day, appearance is the first thing that they, what is that fact that like you have like six seconds to make an impression as soon as you walk in the room or something. I can't remember the exact stat, but I know what you're talking about. Like first impressions matter. It's very hard to fix a first impression. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is be stressing in the morning because now, like, your vibe, like, you need to be on a calm vibe where you can remember stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's long. I'm not going to lie yet. I am so beyond grateful for online interviews. Me too. Like, I'm sitting there with my tracksuit bottoms on. Usually I'll just do a cheeky roll neck. Do you know what? My Zara roll neck was my go-to <laughs> during the interview period because it's just so comfy. It's stretchy. No blazer. Like, just, I'm comfy. I'm comfy. And it looks professional. Yeah, it's so important to be comfy. Um, that just reminded me, sorry, because I thought back to the wrong neck. I was doing an interview for a different job, yeah. And my other USP, which everyone always remembers, is that I have five older sisters. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone's like, well, everyone remembers me for the number of sisters I've had. Like, it's been throughout my whole life. I'm like, cool, I'll have that. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> um, and I was living with my sister at the time just like on and off because I liked her house like it was just quiet it was nice and I was doing my interview in her house and her house is obviously sizably smaller than my parents house and when you do the interview you have to show the room right to prove that no one else is in there oh I've never had to do that before have you not no you but to, I... literally you have to pick up your laptop and show them your whole room and like your desk to prove you've not got notes or that no one's assisting you Oh damn! Okay, this was a this was a public sector job, so I don't know if that they're a bit more strict, right? Um, but yeah, I did that, and then I spoke about my five sisters. And after the interview, my mum was like, "Ellie, they must have thought we were absolute 
paupers that I had six kids, two parents running in this tiny little house. Obviously <laughs> I'm this. And yeah. I was like, I'm at home and it was during COVID. And I remember the guy saying to me, oh God, all your sisters and your parents must be outside knocking to come back in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all good. Um, sad story, sad story. Okay. I was in an interview when the guy interviewing me sneezed and snot ended up all down his face like candlesticks. I couldn't say anything, so left him sitting there like it, trying to concentrate on my answers. Oh, God, that's disgusting. That's the, I'm not going to lie, I'd be like, oh, sorry, like trying to show him that he needs to, do you know when you keep touching your nose so that someone else also touches their nose? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I would definitely feel too, awk- too awkward to actually say anything. Yeah, in an interview. In yeah. Oh, because you don't want them to be like, oh, there's that girl that, like, complained to me about my nostrils. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Don't want that to be your USP. <laughs> no. But also, I'm not going to lie, I literally hold it against people if they don't tell me whether I've got something in my teeth, on my nose, or... Same. Mate, I, I actually, it's so frustrated. Like, I don't know what it is about my teeth because they're actually together, but shit just gets stuck in them all the time. And it irritates me when I've got toilet. Is so bad. Oh my I gosh. I carry, um, do you know them reusable floss sticks? Yes. Oh, that's such a shout. I have one of those in my bag 24-7. Obviously, when they're tired, you change them out. Um, But because my teeth are gappy from when I took my brace off too early and I can't be embarrassing myself in public. No, that's... I'm going to start doing that. I'm surprised I don't already do that, to be honest, after our flossing episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, important, important. Um, okay, the next one says, when I was looking for temp work, I went for an interview at an agency and sent my CV in advance. Didn't think anything of it until I'm in the interview and they're going through my CV and then refer to the glaring error that I made, put in my email as, oh no, whoremail.com. <laughs> <laughs> instead of hotmail.com ground could have swallowed me up and I didn't get the job <laughs> big time no, emails are a big thing they always pick up on isn't it yeah because it shows like th- though it's like one is like that's just a normal mistake but no it shows that you don't pay attention to detail if you couldn't even mm-hmm. check your CV for spelling checks I remember I had an interview for this company that then their name right I'd never heard of them before but the role looked really interesting their name was spelled h-o-a-r-e-l and then space lee so l-e-a and I was like surely it's not hawley like is that how you pronounce it like I was like is it hawley and I I swear to god I couldn't find a single video online of how to pronounce it and I was so stressing in the interview. And then luckily, like he said, I think one of the questions was like, and he just said the name and it's like Horeely, Horeely. That's how you pronounce it. I was like, like I, I feel even uncomfortable even saying this name. Any Like such a dumb name. <laughs> That's weird. That's actually weird. Now they will never hire me. <laughs> <laughs> You're on their blacklist. Honestly, I actually got through to all the way to the end, but the person that got it had more experience. Typical. 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 I think we have like a couple more left. Okay. Um, when I went to an interview at my old firm, the manager and director said I can only stay for a short while, so you have 30 minutes to impress me. Ugh. Oh. My response was okay, Shali, now then. Oh no. <laughs> Save for him. The others really liked me and I got the job. 
Oh my gosh. He let me do after I was employed. You know what? Maybe they appreciated the banter. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that would make me fucking nervous. You have 30 minutes to impress me. Sorry, you're meant to be asking me the questions. Yeah, you ask get me... enough questions in 30 minutes then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Someone said, had hiccups for the whole end of the interview. Oh, I hate hiccups. And now your confidence is knocked because you can't speak how you want to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's, that must be really tough. That is actually really tough. Or even like having a block. Oh, thank the Lord Jesus. I can smell, guys. <laughs> I can breathe again. <laughs> but having a blocked nose or like coughing or something. Oh, a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, especially now. We said in our other episode, but now that people don't want you in person when you're sick. Because it yeah. actually pisses them off. Imagine you turn up to an interview and you're coughing. They'll probably judge you. Like, what yeah. was I meant to reschedule because I had a little bit of a cold? And you lots with hay fever? Oh, <laughs> that must be stressful too. Yeah, peak time, boy. On that note, I think that's us done. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or any stories you want to share, do email us at grownupspodcast at gmail.com or... DM us at Grand Ops Podcast. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>